0: Welcome to CPF Firewire, a podcast from California professional firefighters where we discuss a wide range of issues affecting firefighters, our
1: unions, our families, and the communities we serve.
0: Hello and welcome to the CPF Firewire. I'm CPF President Brian Rice. For many Californians experiencing homelessness, firefighters, EMTs, and paramedics are the first and only resource they have when they're in a crisis. This is, an un- this is unacceptable and it's an unsafe reality, both for Californians who are in need of shelter services and treatment and for the firefighters, paramedics, and EMTs who are charged with responding to these crises. And while California's firefighters will always answer the call, they're not always equipped to truly solve the issues they face every day on the streets or in the encampments that have become bigger and a bigger share of these calls. More and more resources are needed for targeted solutions and a higher priority has to be placed on treatment Housing and permanent solutions instead of temporary fixes for those who struggle with homelessness That's why California needs prop one This is a common-sense solution that will fund programs that get people the treatment They need not tents or in jail cells prop one is not prop one does not raise taxes. Prop one does not take funding from existing firefighter budgets or resources. Today on the Firewire, I'm pleased to welcome someone who has been a champion of the mental health services for over two decades. He's not only supported programs and legislation aimed at mental health, but he's authored legislation that invested in community mental health care in California. And from this point forward, it's
1: gonna be Daryl and Brian. It's Darrell and Brian. Hey, it's such an honor to be with you and to, uh, and to be here with the California Professional Firefighters. Uh, we
0: do go uh, back 30 years. Darrell, I think about your first council run for Sacramento um, City Council. This is back in the day that we silkscreened your signs in a driveway oh, and, <laughs> and laid I them all out that. on the grass to let them dry before we posted them around the city. And I had very dark hair and a mustache. And I had more hair, <laughs> yes, we did. we were well put it this way. we were in
1: our early thirties back then yeah, I was thirty two when I got elected, and what a journey,
0: what a it, run and was- I, I think back in and one of the things that has always connected us is a is is a passion for behavioral and mental health and um the fact that that it's always been a problem for all of us, but it's but it's a crisis level and Th- that single issue has connected you and I over all of these years. It wouldn't matter what we're doing in the business that we do. We have never lost sight of that. And I have so always cherished that um, that relationship with you um, on that. And, and I know we have a lot to talk about today. We but- do. But I do think it's worth saying that as the
1: firefighter profession has changed over the years... Um, the truth of the matter is we put it all on our firefighter paramedics, we put it on our police officers to be the first responders for so many yeah. people in crisis. And what we're trying to fix here in, in the big picture is to make sure that the systems that we have um, allow people to get the help they need yes. as early as possible. And, and, and as another benefit to allow your members to not have to be the first and only along with the police, the solutions to these very complex problems. It's not fair. No, it's not fair to the people and it's really not fair to
0: you and your members. It's a, it's a whole, I don't even know how to put it. You know, there's a lot of discussion, you know, just political correctness and putting it right. But there, people don't realize there's an entire community that lives on our streets. In California, and I don't know how else to put it, and there are people that find themselves in that situation for a myriad of reasons, and I believe um, personally that nobody wants to be there. Nobody, nobody was born and raised to want to have to deal with mental illness or a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, or. Um, be just trapped in poverty that puts them on the street. And, and I look at it, and this is what we're gonna talk about is Prop One and Care Court a little bit. And and the fact that we have a governor that, it's not just that he has a vision. He's, I mean, we've heard him say this multiple times. He has taken responsibility and said, the buck stops here. Like, I wanna be part of the solution. I'd like to talk
1: about the governor for just yeah, a moment. And, and I think a little bit of history is important here. So. Proposition 1 is based upon the 2004 initiative that I was privileged to author, uh, Proposition 63, known as the Mental Health Services Act. Yes. The 1% tax on on millionaires. And we passed it in in
0: 2004,
1: 20 years ago. And I remember when I was in the legislature, um, not only in 2004, but in the years after when I was senator and Senate pro tem, I I would often say out loud, I wonder if there will ever be a governor who makes mental health a priority in California, because no offense to any of our prior great governors, but nobody wanted to touch these issues. And one of the reasons why I have hope and why Prop 1 is so important is that we finally have a governor who has not been afraid to lean in and to make these sets of issues the public health priority, the public policy priority that they always have been and should but be. never were but
0: and, let me, and so I'm gonna interrupt you Darryl, give him credit because as the author of the mental so i 'll get it wrong the, the mental health services act. services act yes mhsa and MHSA, and so that was two thousand and four, and here we are in two thousand and twenty four as the author, and you touched on the governor. And really what the governor's doing is um, it's a new edition or an updated edition. And as the original author of the bill, and so you, you've seen it all from when it was written to what this governor wants to do. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that as we modernize how we deal Absolutely. with. Absolutely mental health issues in our community.
1: So I like to always joke, you know, that I thought I had written the perfect law back in 04, but of course no law is perfect. And um, what we did in 2004 was create a a massive funding stream. It's generated $31 billion for public mental health since 2004. generates about $3 billion a year. And when we wrote it, we wrote it, with some um, headlines and and a lot of very important findings about the need to focus on people with the most serious and persistent mental illnesses, the needs to invest in cutting edge prevention, but we did not require, um, with some minor exceptions, how the money should actually be spent. We left it to the 58 counties. And the counties who are the health and human service providers for the state of California, not not the cities where a lot of the homeless problem resides in California, Um, it, it is the counties. And by and large, over the course of 20 years, I believe they have, the counties have done a good job spending the money. They really have. But it was the only funding source, major funding source for community mental health for those 20 years. And so they've they've spent it far and wide and a little bit or a lot thin. And they have not focused on the original intent of the law.
0: Talk about that a little bit so that so we can kind of get a the, vision of yes,
1: that. Yes, here was the original intent. When I got into the legislature in 1998 i authored a series of bills called the ab34 2034 bills it was the first significant investment in community mental health in a long time 55 million dollars a year and its title integrated services for the homeless mentally ill a little bit wonky but that was the title. The money was spent on people on the streets with severe mental illness. And we showed dramatic decreases in hospitalization, in a jail time, um, in days of homelessness, um, reduce uh, arrests, all positive indicators. So when we wrote Prop 63, the Mental Health Services Act, we intended to expand the integrated services for the homeless mentally ill, we wanted at least a significant portion of that money to go to what we call the whatever-it-takes approach, the wraparound services. Uh, Assertive outreach, case management, because people need someone to guide them as they're getting off the streets, mental health and substance abuse services, temporary housing is necessary, and permanent housing. And what happened over 20 years, in part because I think it's a really hard problem, It is. The counties have not focused enough of those precious resources. It's the people's money, after all, the people passed the initiative, consistent with that original intent. They have not spent the money enough on chronic homelessness. So I
0: wanted to, as I was listening and thinking about this, and I think this is important, because we don't very often get to set get to sit with one of the original authors yeah. and you touched on the partnership of cities and counties and as a major mayor um Sacramento our capital city um we've all watched that that interaction and I'm glad that you brought this up because a lot a not A lot of the average firefighters, I come to work, I do my job, I fight fires, I provide emergency medical help, but not everybody really looks at who's responsible for what. And I thought a key point is counties are the health and human services group. And you began to touch on you did touch on what the original act was for, and I wanted to talk to you about Prop 1, and does this get us a little bit more back on track? It does. And refocus the spending to close gaps.
1: Here's the way that I describe it, Brian. It it, it provides upfront accountability that maybe was lacking with the original Mental Health Services Act, and here's how it does it. It simply says 30% of this money Average of three plus billion dollars a year has to be spent on housing and housing supports for people living with severe mental illness. Now, half of that money needs to be spent on people who are chronically homeless, the other half can be used to prevent homelessness. Uh, But it's intended Mm -hmm. to hold the counties and the providers and the state, frankly, accountable to having a more focused approach and using those resources to help get people off the streets. 35% for the wraparound service model known under the original act as a full-service full partnerships. In other words, with a focus again on people who are living with uh, chronic homelessness who have underlying conditions. We also expand uh, eligibility from just mental health to substance abuse as well, which is why we call it behavioral health. And so this is more in line with what we intended when we wrote the Mental Health Services Act. And it is also responsive to what the people are telling us they want to see. And and, and look at the, the plight of veterans, which is a mm-hmm. significant focus, um, is really important. But the people are saying um, focus on the elements that have been proven to work, and do it with these resources. That's why I think Prop One's going to pass, and it's not the only part of Prop One. By no, the way. it's
0: it's big. So, I want I want to yeah, I want to yeah. get your thoughts okay. on this as I look at it. Um, and you go back and, and Governor Newsom is, has really, he always goes back to the very beginning. And he goes back before then Governor Reagan. He he really travels back yeah. in time. And this is what I, I also want to get your thoughts on this. When you think about prior to Governor Reagan, we really just warehoused the mentally ill. I mean, that's what we did. We put them in hospitals, in facilities. Most of them were locked down. Um, there really wasn't... A, probably a lot of opportunity there. There probably wasn't a lot of services or wraparound services, but more than anything, if you were were in one of those facilities, that's probably where you were gonna live your life. And, you know, we've had a lot changed. A lot of those facilities were closed down. We have the issues that we have today with people living on the street, but it's interesting to me that we have realized we've got to go back to the housing piece and look at it in a more humane way and in, in a way that we can wrap services into it to begin to break the cycle. We're really not talking about two different things versus not. what was done in the 40s and 50s. We're looking at it going, we're dealing with human beings. And whether anybody politically in this nation, we're all over the map and we're charged in a bunch of different ways. But we're looking at this as... I look at it as a firefighter. This is whole person care. It gets people off the streets. It gets safety. It gets warmth. It gives an opportunity to build a life off of the street. There's absolutely no... Cringe. Several observations about
1: the history. Um, first of all, I, I think it's fair to say that One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the famous mm-hmm. Academy Award-winning movie, may have been fiction, but it was pretty close to the truth. That that was the condition of uh, these institutions where people were drugged up and they had no opportunity to live a decent life. Uh, And and what happened, it was not just Ronald Reagan, it was John F. Kennedy Mm -hmm. um, on a national level and weeks before he was assassinated in 1963, gave his great speech about the need for community mental health. Second observation, you remember the era of the typewriter? I do. Okay. I took
0: typing so, in high school. So, so
1: here's a little history. When, I wrote, uh, when we wrote Prop 63, I actually went back and looked at the 1967 Lannerman petra Short Act, which was the famous act in California that began closing the state hospitals. And Ronald Reagan was the governor, and you had a Democratic legislature. So it was bipartisan, and it was well-intended. And here's why I mentioned the typewriter, because I looked at the typewritten Department of Finance report from 1967, Ronald Reagan, and you know what it said? It said the state was committing to taking 90% of the savings from the closure of those hospitals to invest in community mental health care. And you know, the sad truth before the Mental Health Services Act, before Governor Newsom's leadership and all the money he's put in, and now Prop 1, that has continued to be a promise unfulfilled. We never did it. Why? Many reasons. California's finance system changed. Um, It became much more difficult to uh, invest state resources. and, And mental health was always at the bottom of the priority list because people were afraid to talk about it, mm-hmm. um, the, the word stigma is, was absolutely true. One of the great things, you know, there's a lot of things to be worried about, but let me just talk about something that's positive. The world is changing in some positive ways around mental health. A- and I give this younger generation so much credit because people are talking about it now. The
0: awareness level you is You better incredible. believe it.
1: And you know, COVID, it was a terrible thing. Uh, and one of the things that really emerged
0: was the cri- youth mental health crisis. Darrell, uh, I've watched it in my grandkids' behavior when that whole sequestering, and, and I'm not even here to debate it because... It's just a reality. Yes.
1: but it, And there's no silver lining Uh-oh. to that. But the truth of the matter is where no one would ever... 20 years ago when I did Prop 63, no one would ever show up to their workplace and admit that they suffered from no. bipolar disorder or depression. Mm-hmm. Today... Not a big deal yeah. in most cases. How can we help you, right? There's an increasing recognition. And yet, the systems that we have built over these many years, the, the failure to complete the fulfillment of the promise, that's our work. That's why Prop 1 is so important. And it's not just the modernization of the Mental Health Services Act. It's the accompanying $6.3 billion bond that will allow us to provide more safe spaces, more beds for people with various levels of, uh, uh, of mental health issues. So well, I want to jump into yes, that. We'll get into and that. pick your brain on that. Okay, but this is about fulfilling the promise. promise. And we may never completely fulfill the promise, but it is our job and the voters' job but in 2024, 2024 to get that much closer. It. Part
0: of it is renewing the promise, too. Re- well, Because right. a lot of us don't know. You know, I know what I know about. Yeah, and to be able to sit here with you, that you know your life of public service, um, mental health, and behavioral health has been a huge part of it. it the Steinberg has. Institute. Yes, and and just as I've watched you um, in this community, and it's always, it's it has it's always touched me, and and we're we're friends over it. And you know this, being a mayor, when you look at Engine 1, Engine 2, and Chavez Park and and the firefighters, and this is where I kind of want to internalize it a little bit because I want to get a mayor's view. You know, whether it's San Jose Engine 3, Matt Tuttle um, is a firefighter captain with San Jose. He's on the governor's task force um, uh, around Prop 1 and mental health. And so I've talked to firefighters all over the state in my city, in my department, and almost in mass, I hear them say, Brian, we want to help. We will never complain about going on the calls. We're not helping anyone. What do you see? Like, look at it from a firefighter's lens, a firefighter paramedic who's on the medic or on an engine company that's delivering this service. And if we get Prop 1, when we get Prop 1 passed, and when we begin to see the fruits of that labor as a, as a mayor, on the other side of this, how do you think that you're going to see it benefit not only the communities, but the firefighters that are on the front line? Several things. First of all, I think I want to say that in Sacramento,
1: we have an improved relationship with our county. We've got a legally binding partnership agreement and we're working better than ever before. So that is progress. We still have a long way to go. But simply put, this is what we need to see in the city. We need to see more outreach teams on our streets, clinically trained mental health workers intervening on a daily basis with people with obvious behavioral health conditions in these encampments. We need more what I call case management where individuals are responsible, trained people can help navigate people out of those encampments. We need more housing of all kinds, we need more beds for people depending upon uh, the level of uh, of their crisis. And so, and for firefighters and paramedics, um, what Prop 1 will provide you and will provide me as the mayor and the future mayors in, in my city and other cities throughout California, it's going to provide more tools for all of us right. to be, because the dilemma that your paramedics, our paramedics, and firefighters have, is that they have very few options. They have no options. They have no options. Thank you. Where to bring people, right? Is is the emergency room or bust? And we know the emergency room is not a place where people get healthy and our hospitals are overrun. We do have some alternatives, but we're at capacity. And so this is going to allow us to increase that capacity so that you, uh, the firefighter, the paramedic, Even the police officer in the appropriate instance, but certainly the mental health outreach worker, the nonprofit providers who are experts and great at this, more capacity to be able to help people and answer that most important question that we can't answer today. And that is once we intervene with somebody, where can we take them? What happens? What happens? Where's the housing? Where's the shelter? When I started as mayor, I always say we funded less than 100 beds. We're now up to 1350 a night, every night. I, didn't, I did a- not a- know and that. And it's not nearly enough. And the county has increased their inventory as well. But this answers a key question. How do we create more beds, more housing supports, so that as we apply... The successful outreach and intervention either through firefighter, paramedic or social worker, mental health worker, how do we then help the person?
0: Let's talk about that a little bit. We're a little bit off of prop one, but it matters because. Oh, that, but it is prop everything 1. helps, and and I know in our communities we are having mobile integrated health services. I know the city of Sacramento is is doing some groundbreaking work. Um, the city of Alameda in the Bay Area, city of San Francisco, Metro Fire here locally, to begin to, at least. Provide the service to people where it wouldn't wholly be appropriate. It's it's more proactive, I think, and being able to um, find people in the community that ordinarily would call 911, and 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 and, and you're going to be put into the system, and we all know what that means. You get transported. You're going to spend eight to ten hours in an emergency room, and you may or may not be helped. But as we see more of these mobile integrated health or crisis teams in our communities that intermix firefighter paramedics with you know paramedicine, that intermix behavioral health or mental health specialists. And we're going to be able to get people where they need to go. Prop one is huge to this, because that's what's going to create the other side of this, the beds, There's the no opportunity, question. all of it.
1: Combine the new innovative ways, for example, that the firefighter paramedic profession is partnering with the mental health side and doing the kind of outreach. By the way, in our city, at the city of Sacramento, our whole homeless outreach now is headed by our fire department because we have the most confidence in our fire department's history and strategic uh, experience in how to best intervene with people out on the streets. Mm -hmm. And so when you combine that and the mobile crisis teams that you described with 10,000 additional beds with a billion dollars a year of housing supports whether it's new construction or providing that 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 rental subsidy to get somebody into an apartment or more temporary shelter or manufactured housing it's that combination That is going to allow us to help more people and clean up our streets. Mm -hmm. You know, this is: we either clean up our streets in an effective and humane way, or we move people around. And the former will be effective; the latter will not be.
0: It it, we just relocate problems, right? And you know, as I go through this, and and I and I. I look at the calls for service. The city of San Francisco, almost 25% of their 911 calls are into the unhoused community in San Francisco. And so there's no question that, that we're at a crisis level. And talk about, I didn't want to talk about politics. I want to talk to you and I want to get your take. You're a mayor. You've been the pro tem in the Senate. You've been an assembly member. Um, you have been a public servant at all levels. How important is the process where firefighters or firefighter labor engages with the policymakers, whether it's their mayor, whether it's their city council, or their board of supervisors, or their assembly person? How does that make things like Prop 1 be successful overall? And and you've seen it from both sides, and I'd, I'd love to hear what well, you think of
1: that. Every good politician knows that the most popular and beloved public safety figures, in fact public officials in the state are firefighters and that's earned. and I think what's really important, Brian is is the fire service the the the, the California professional firefighters have has always had the long view mm-hmm. and the broad and the broad look at things and what's really powerful um is for the men and women in uniform who are out on the streets every day to be lending credibility to this effort and to say that yes we are firefighters yes we are paramedics but this mental health crisis it's ours too yeah it is ours, too, and to, and to help lead it. And that, that's really, really powerful, you know, um, and not just politically,
0: but in terms of the way I, I think the public looks at this. Um, I think they're seeing us together as problem solvers, and I think they expect that from both of us. Um, you as an as an elected official and a leader and and us as firefighters and i look at it and go we can't let the public down here even the number one guy in the state governor newsom he took the vision on he's taken
1: it on let me tell you what our real job is after when we pass prop one and of course take nothing for granted camp everyone uh, on the yes side is campaigning very very hard but the minute this passes it's going to be about implementation. Yes. And it's going to be to make sure that um, we're actually showing – there are no miracles. People ask this all the time. Well, am I going to see uh, this problem fixed in uh, in six months or a year? No. But what people need to see is the investment at work, and they need to see some form of steady progress. And the other point uh, – this an important point in terms of progress. Let's not forget that Prop 1 – can, the, these resources can also be used to prevent people from becoming homeless as well. That's right. Because our that's our biggest issue. We've gotten, in this state, Governor Newsom talks about it all the time, 71,000 people off the streets since he became governor. I know in my city, thousands of people I always say, and I'm joking, half joking, we should be having a parade in every city. I mean, those are real human beings whose lives mm-hmm. are better. And yet, we're not having parades. Because more people are entering homelessness and the condition of our streets and the way people feel about it um, and this immense suffering of of thousands of people, it is still there. And so, Prop 1 can also um, make sure that people
0: stay housed,
1: very important.
0: I I think it's, it's our starting place. It's taking a very effective law the Mental Health Services Act of 2004, it modernizes it and it puts accountability in, and here's what I like, the governor has taken, up, taken it upon his shoulders to say, I will be responsible, come with me. And I don't think as Californians, we're born and raised here. We don't. Ha- we ne- it's not that we don't have a choice, we owe it to the state and we owe it to our communities because what we're really talking about here is human pain and human suffering, and it really doesn't matter how a person got there, they're there. And let's not forget as much as homelessness now has become
1: a political issue, and there is a bit of a, you know, what I call an ill wind in terms of people being frustrated, understandably so, about the impacts of homelessness on our community. The thing that we can never forget is one of the reasons why mental health has now risen but has always been there in terms of a a key public priority is because everybody knows somebody. Yeah, that's right. This is about all of us. And if we can remember that and remember that all of us um, suffer... uh, all We all know, if, if I always say, I ask people, hey, during COVID, how many of you suffered from anxiety? And the people who don't raise their hands, I said, you're not telling the truth. Yeah. Or a little bit of depression, or maybe a lot, because everybody does and did. Yes. And so we're all part of this human family here. And we can have a cleaner
0: and safer California and do it in the right way. And that's what Prop 1 is about. So I'm going to close up, Mr. Mayor, I know that um, you have to be off somewhere in about 30 seconds. Um, Mayor Steinberg, uh, Daryl, it's just um, to be able to sit and have this conversation with you 30 years ago, I would have never dreamed that the two of us would be sitting in this chair. We go way back, and you're truly a friend, Daryl, and um, I, I so appreciate your life's work. Um, I appreciate where this fits in with Governor Newsom and his vision and where this can go for firefighters in our community and With that, I just want to thank you for being here today and for everyone that joined us today um, on the firewire and and also on our YouTube channel Uh, uh, Election day is coming up vote. Yes on prop one it's going to make a difference. It's the catalyst to become a new California and a new California that looks at mental health differently. And it's going to be, um, I just, it's going to be our day. And we, have, we need a yes, so.
1: Brian, I'm grateful to you for being a longtime local leader and now a great state leader. Yes on Prop 1. I'm in. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much.
0: To everybody joining us, I'm Brian Rice, president of California Professional Firefighters. And thank you for joining us. We're signing off.